It's time for episode number five of Precipe Your Luck. This week, we talk about the black bean burgers we made last week. And then we play another thrilling round of Time Machine Precipe Your Luck, courtesy of some former Serious Eats weekly email. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi, everyone. Uh, Instead of talking about some random food study today, I thought uh, Ian and I should take the time to introduce ourselves to our listening audience. There is always a chance someone is listening who we don't know. Uh, So, Ian, uh, what would you like people to know about you? Why do you want to do this podcast? And what are some of your favorite meals? Okay. Uh, Well, let's see. I'm a computer programmer. Uh, I just recently uh, switched jobs, actually. Uh, But uh, the new job's going really well so far, so I'm happy about that. Uh, I'm really into board games. Uh, We've actually... Really into board games. (laughs) Uh, you know, we've uh, actually recently uh, done a bunch of remodeling on our game room. I have fancy new board game table, fancy new board game shelves. Um, so that's a lot of fun for me. Um, I'm also really into game shows. I've been obsessed with game shows even since I was like a little kid. Uh, I was actually on Jeopardy once upon a time, but that's a whole different story for another day. Please don't ask him to tell the story. <laughs> yeah, please don't. Um and on that front, can I just say for one second that uh, the the uh, our namesake, the Pressure Luck, has come back for the summer if you haven't seen it yet. And as much as I love Elizabeth Banks, I just have to say overall I'm pretty disappointed with it. I don't like the format changes, and she's only – I don't know. She just doesn't seem like she's in her element there. Um so as far as why did I want to do this podcast, uh, it's a couple of things, right? One is I grew up a really picky eater. I don't think I'm nearly as picky now, but I, it, it's been a lot of work trying to expand my palate, and I am still working on that, so that's one of it. And then otherwise, I also I just think this game we made up is fun. I know it's silly and stupid, but that doesn't mean it's not fun. <laughs> um, and as far as my favorite foods, I really like Tex-Mex. Um, probably my favorite thing is we have, a, we have this great recipe for tacos al pastor. It's just, oh, so good. It's also one of those things that dirties up every single dish in the house and every takes six one. million hours to make. So we all usually make it about once or twice a year, but it's so good. Um, uh, also pizza. Kate's uh, worked really hard over the years learning to make several different kinds of pizza crust. Um, so that's always a fun one. Um, basically anything that's like in the meat, cheese bread fruit family i'm pretty happy um you know veggies are something i'm still working on there's there's some veggies i really like now but I still probably don't eat as many of them as i should or as, as we don't use shitting yes. language sorry even. that that was bad i knew it as soon as i said it <laughs> um okay kate it's your turn talk about you okay I'm a mental health professional in Dallas, which is kind of horrifying to think about um just because i'm not sure people would say i and mentally stable, although I am. I have the paperwork to prove it somewhere. <laughs> uh, it's a new career for me, and I love it, but I feel like there's always something new to learn, and I feel like I'll never catch up. It also you know, won't surprise you to learn. It's a very emotionally demanding job, which is part of why I like coming home and cooking, because I don't have to emotionally care about the results or the process or anything. I mean, I do care, but I, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, so I, it's that feeling of never being able to catch up. I think that cooking takes care of that. When, when we come home and cook a meal and eat a meal and then still go to bed with the kitchen clean, that's like a whole giant project all finished in one. And that I need that because in the rest of my spare time, 
I do crafts that take up a lot of space and time, more time than space often. <laughs> so to actually complete the project of cooking in, in one swoop feels good. Yeah. Um, I did not really realize what a psychological itch that was scratching until I was thinking about it, but here we go. You, you got to eat. Yeah. But I like eating at home more than I like eating out. Um, although I have to remind myself it's okay to eat out sometimes because we work really hard and we're not always home. Yeah. Anyway, um, I like the idea of eating a lot of diverse cooked from scratch meals, but we aren't really that diverse. Like you said, we like a lot of meat, cheese, bread, fruit stuff, not so much. We're still learning vegetables, although we do love some roasted vegetables. Mm-hmm. We just don't always make them because they take a long time. Um, we're getting there. I have been craving broccoli lately. I think that's a step in the right direction toward sure. toward vegetable love. Um, let's see. Other than work and food and crafts, I play with the third and fourth best puppies ever, who Ian declined to mention. Um, the first, the, sorry, puppies, <laughs> and that's Leela and Busy. The best puppies ever, research and development. Well, they'll never be bested. It's impossible. And we will include pictures in the show notes. Uh, We were actually playing Precipe Your Luck for several weeks before we actually made one of the recipes. So I like doing the podcast because it forces us to follow through. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. I'm also a big fan of Tex-Mex. Not as big a fan as Ian, (laughs) which I think would be impossible to do. I love barbecue as well. Um, and the, Ian has learned to make the best barbecued ribs. So I think that's why we're still married. We've been together how long? (laughs) 23 years. 23 years. Long time. You think we'd be bored with one another, but he is fun and interesting every single day. Okay. Almost every single day. Mm. Uh, so moving on to last, are we ready to move on to to last week's meal? Okay. Moving on to last week's meal. Our listeners overwhelmingly chose the lighter fettuccine Alfredo. But we want a different way. Ian, can you remind us what we made? The really awesome black bean burgers. These black bean burgers have a complex, satisfying flavor and robustly meaty texture that even devout carnivores will love. Seriously, try them with bacon on top. The mixture comes together in just 25 minutes and can be made indoors in a skillet because it snowed a lot in some places this week. (laughs) Not so relevant. That was was text from the email. (laughs) Uh, did we have any of the ingredients on hand? Uh, we had the spices, the egg, and the panko, and everything else we had to buy new. Okay. Well, we always buy our food new, guys. <laughs> yeah. Where did we buy the ingredients? Uh, Central Market. We did. We used the Central Market brand black beans, and those, you know, being the biggest component of the meal. And for those not in the Texas market, Central Market is like an upscale grocery store. Oh, yeah. That we love. They're so nice there. Anyway, move on. Um, how did we deviate from the recipe? We halved the recipe, but we kept all the proportions the same. We also used mozzarella to top the burger because we'd had a lot of Colby Jack and other recipes that week, and I was Colby Jacked out. We used the Cotija cheese rather than the feta, which was um, an option suggested in the recipe. Okay. And about how long did it take? Well, the roasting of the beans took the longest time, and chopping the vegetables fine. Um, I don't know. I didn't answer the question yet. It took about the 45 minutes it said. 
So my knife skills, back to the chopping, my knife skills aren't the best, but I wasn't in a hurry that day. So I told myself it was a good time to practice my technique and oh, just nice. take my time. And how about the cleanup? Uh, it was pretty easy because I made the stuff and then there was a break before you came home. So I was pretty much caught up with dishes by the time we started cooking, which was nice. Yeah. And how about leftover potential? Uh, they have super high freezer potential. I don't know about leftover potential, but super high freezer potential. Like I said, we only made half a batch because honestly, I did not think we would like them. But if we were to make them again, I would make a full batch and freeze half the patties because once you have the patties made, this meal comes together lickety split. Agreed. Uh, and so the results. Okay, I really liked these. Like, really, really liked these. Like, I thought about them the next day, liked them. Yeah, I, I was, I very much enjoyed them too. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed them. Uh, I feel like this was the biggest swing we've took, we've taken so far Absolutely. since starting this podcast. And, um, yeah, these, and again, I think this is one of those meals, it's all about expectation setting, right? Yeah. It's, if you go in thinking you're getting you're getting a hamburger or you're going to fool someone into thinking it's a hamburger, no. No. It's not not even close. No. It's just I think you call it a burger because it's shaped like a burger and well, remember we and looked it looked the- like one once it was cooked. It doesn't it doesn't when it's raw, which I got to admit that even threw me off when I walked in the kitchen and you were doing the prep like Me too. It does not look appetizing before it's cooked. Me too. But once it's cooked, it looks like a burger and and I actually do agree with the text from the recipe. The the texture is shockingly close to a burger. Really, I thought but it was the a flavor little crumbly. Is not, yeah, it, yeah, it was definitely a little more crumbly than okay. a burger, but but it was in the ballpark. Like I could see how texturally you could get some of that same from it. But yeah, the flavor is completely different. The flavor, uh, yeah, I was talking about it with somebody at work, and I think I described it as like mildly spicy refried beans. That's kind of the best, uh, the best I've description i could come up with for mm-hmm. what it tastes like but they were delicious we both finished off delicious. our burgers and um yeah i would i really would totally make these again me so too. this was a, this was a big surprise the, for me I'd stick the half of them in the freezer so the other part that surprised me because i i'd made up the i'd cooked up the onion and the poblano and all the spices and whatnot and that smelled really strong in the kitchen so i thought there'd be a lot of that taste and it didn't, I mean, no, I, I wouldn't have told you that, that those overwhelmed the beans or anything else. I thought it was really balanced. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And the, yeah, that spice level was, was nice, right? Mm-hmm. It was a little spicy, but it was not, you know, But it was a pleasant or, spice. Yeah. It kind of built and then it stayed the same. It never really got a lot hotter. Agreed. Which I, I guess that's the. Both the poblano, which is a milder pepper, and the chipotle coming through. Uh, I also was given the amount of fiber in beans. I was a little worried about embarrassing tummy issues the next day. We will not talk any more in detail about what that those might be. But I didn't have them. So I was really happy about that. Plus with the onions. I mean, there were, there were a lot of components that could have led to embarrassing tummy issues. So I was... True grateful that we did not experience that i did not experience those i cannot speak for you yeah i really didn't either okay yay okay are are you ready to move on to next week's meal yeah 
Okay, so I contacted Sirius Eats about not getting the email, and I was told that they are redesigning their emails, and I hope that they, I really hope they continue to keep sending out the weeknight email plans because we enjoy it, but I actually think there's a lot here to learn. I mean, I never knew a lot of these things could be made as a weeknight meal. Sure. But in the meantime, Nikki Achikoff, I'm sorry if I pronounced your name right, Achatoff Gray sent us some older emails so we can continue the podcast. And I'm so grateful that I've been, I'm going to try making her homemade pasta recipe that I've been obsessing over all week. So nice. have a double recipe report maybe next week if I really get brave. So Ian, can you please remind us of the rules of the game? Okay, sure. So this is a pressure luck style game. Uh, we're going to start by reading Monday's recipe and you have to decide, uh, you must pick one and only one recipe, so you can decide to take Monday or pass on it. But if you pass on it, it's gone forever. If you get to Friday, you're stuck with the Friday recipe. All right. All right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Then let's play Precipe Your Luck. Monday. Shrimp rolls. New England-style seafood sandwiches. Lobster rolls get all the glory, but shrimp rolls have a lot going for them, too, especially when you factor in the lower cost and the fact that they're easier to make from home. So these, do you know what lobster rolls look like, honey? I think, I think I've okay. seen pictures. I've never had yeah, one. Yeah, it's kind of what they look like. Like, yeah, it's a, it looks like a creamy mixed meat salad in a bun. Okay. Okay. Well, we did have good luck with the last shrimp recipe, right? The shrimp fra diavolo yeah. from a couple weeks ago was pretty good. Oh, no. I bet there's celery but... in there. I yeah, it's not I, I was, turning me on. I was going to say, in general, like I'm just not a big fan of like chicken salad or any of the meat Same salad days. kind of thing. So I, I think I'll pass. Tuesday. Uh, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Uh, Oyakodon. Oyakodon. I'll go with that. Super popular, both restaurants and at home. This Japanese chicken and egg rice bowl is sort of like the pizza of Japan. If pizza were the kind of soul-satisfying comfort food that's easy to make at home with minimal ingredients in about 20 minutes. So chicken and rice, uh, in the description, I definitely see an egg in the bowl and scallions, I think, which we never include because, eh. So what do you think? We do like that, we we like Asiany food. Yeah, um, that sounds uh, similar to uh, a couple of years ago on a trip to Seattle. I had a chance. Oh, actually, for some friends, took me to a Hawaiian place, and I had uh, I think what's essentially a Hawaiian version of that meal, and it was pretty good. So I like the thought of trying to make trying to learn to make something like that at home. Is that what you want to go for? I think I would go for that. Actually, yeah. Okay, this seems like a big swing. Those burgers are, those bean burgers are really making you uh, ready to try something else, right? Yeah. Although again, these are all—I mean, rice, eggs, and chicken. We know we like all of that. Well, that's true. Okay, so, let's do it. Okay. Okay. We but, will learn how to pronounce this word and how to cook <laughs> that's it. That's right. By next uh, week. Okay. Let's go through okay. the rest of the week. I'm about to say for the people playing missed. at home. Wednesday. Hanger steak with bagna. Cotta pan sauce. Y'all, I'm not good with foreign <laughs> languages. I'm not good with English. 
Bagna cotta, the northern Italian sauce of anchovies and garlic melted into butter and olive oil, is traditionally used as a dip for vegetables, but it's also a killer quick and easy pan sauce for this steak. Hmm. That sounds well, interesting, Dr. too. Dr. Zoidberg would like it. <laughs> um Well, it doesn't yeah. matter. We just have to read. No, the no, it doesn't. It just, but that does sound interesting. I, it sounds like an awful strong compliment as a sauce for a steak, but we don't yeah. know how many anchovies are in there. Okay, Thursday, creamy almond. I don't know how to pronounce the word mug. Muli, maybe creamy almond muli cauliflower. This vegetarian main features roasted cauliflower in a fragrant creamy sauce spiced with cinnamon, ginger, anise, and more, and studded with plump raisins and slivers of crisp almonds. You know, they kind of had me up until the raisins. Yeah, you have a raisin thing. It's because plump raisins, aren't those grapes? (laughs) There's some truth to that. Okay. I will yeah, that, not be going back revisiting. No, that that sounds interesting, but yeah, that that sounds like a bigger swing that I'm ready to take. All right, and so for those of you playing at home, Friday spicy chicken quesadillas. Ah, a, a foreign word I can pronounce. <laughs> International word? I don't know. I don't even know if it's really Spanish or if we've just stolen that and made it something anyway the keys to kick-ass quesadillas are mixing the filling right in with the cheese and using enough oil to get the tortillas to puff and crisp up golden brown well if you're sad we're missing out on quesadillas there is more cilantro on there than there should ever be in the whole world yeah judging by the picture they're correct about the the technique on the quesadilla though yes they are then that doesn't mean i won't go back and revisit it sans the cilantro yeah, because it does sound good, too. Oh, it uses chicken breast, too. Everybody knows the chicken thigh is the way to go. Okay. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for uh, listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. You can find a link to the survey in the episode notes. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye, everyone.